I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Um, Mick, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Are you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. Um, thank you all for being with us. Thank you, everyone, who joined us on Friday for the quiz. Uh, we'll probably talk about a lot of stuff we covered on Friday internationally. We'll cover a bit more than that stuff tonight. We will talk about the fan index rating that got released last week as well and how that portrays to Rotherham's poor positioning it. Um, and that's whatever we can think of, Mick. Yeah, yes, it sounds fair enough. I can't think of anything to say about most of those things, so it's going to be a short episode, I would imagine. Um, let's talk about the internationals first. Let's sort of get, get take that off. Obviously, we're all we were all all hoping that Victor would get his international. Dip. That obviously didn't happen. Uh, he was starting on the bench for Sweden. Robin uh, Robin Olsen got, got the nod. Probably to be expected, I mate. Mean, they go with the experienced, experienced guy in goal. It, it, as much as we'd love to see Victor, Victor start, it's logical. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's to be expected, like you say. I mean, it's his first. It's his first international call up. Olsen's got the got the shirt. He's got the gloves. Uh, he's got the experience. So yeah, I mean, it's not really a surprise that um, the Victor didn't get a get to get named in the in the starting eleven. Whether he gets his chance against, uh, I think it's Azerbaijan they play next, isn't it? Um, so whether he gets his chance against them, fingers crossed he does, because um, it, it, it's a slightly um, lower quality opposition, shall we say? So fingers crossed he gets a start. Possibly, uh, it's still a qualifier, and they got they got bad three 0 to, to Belgium, so it's a, it's, it's a game they need to go and win. Um, maybe not the best time to experiment, possibly. But, but either way, it's a great experience for him. You know, he's, he's Robin Olsen. I don't think is a, is the keeper he once was, but he, he played. I think he played for Roma. Um, he's, he's played at the top level. You know, and so from from an experience point of view for Victor, again, it, it must be it must be amazing. You, he's obviously not playing by representing country, but he's still representing his country in his squad and he's playing alongside and training alongside these world class players. So. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely, um, and and like I say, it's just huge, huge experience for him. In it, so he'll come back a better player, and uh, and he will no doubt get a start um, at some stage. Hmm. Yeah, he will hundred um, percent. We've got yeah, we, we we maybe hopefully over the worst of the delays on the Wi-Fi. I don't know whether we are or not. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Um, John Morell says to keep feel, feel free to fill in the awkward silence with a quick tune, Mick. If you want to continue your rain themed, yeah, playlist. It's, it's, it's um, becoming a bit of a pain in the backside. Now. It's becoming a bit of a pain in the backside now, to be honest, because I can't, uh, I, I don't want people to think I like half of these songs, but you know, it's got to it's be done. Um, until we get our six point deduction, I think it's only fair that we keep highlighting 
to the uh, EFL, the uh, inadequacies of, uh, of the Robin United ground staff. So uh, if anything I can do to assist in that uh, mm. process, I'm more than happy to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pitch that, you know, hosted international football on Saturday afternoon, you know. Yeah, so but they didn't even get that right, did they? <laughs> so we, we still managed to lose that, so, you know. That's true. Yeah, abandon that game at half time as well. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Shelley says saw something in the YouTube earlier about the top 100, 100 championship players based on ratings this season. Victor made the top fifteen, which is not surprising. Um, he will be in the conversation at the end of the season. I think he's he'll probably win our player of the season. He'll be in the conversation for goalkeeper of the season for the entire league. Certainly in the conversation for it. Um. We'll see how that plays out. Two players play also played Friday night. Connor Washington played 67 minutes. Uh, Shane Ferguson played about 15 minutes or so. Um, Connor Washington got an assist for one of the goals. Interesting because they, they've gone the opposite route to us, Northern Ireland. They are starting Connor Washington and <laughs> bringing Fergie off on the bench where we're doing the complete opposite. But it's good for Washington to get the minutes because he, he, to me it seems like one of those players that needs to be playing to, to get, get in a rhythm really. Yeah, he does. He clearly does. And, and he's showing that when he comes on for us, it, it, to be fair, when he comes on, he makes a difference every time. Um, sometimes, it, you know, mm. often it's not the difference he made for Northern Ireland in creating an assist or even getting a goal, but he certainly makes a difference every time he comes on. Uh, and, but as with any player, you know, the more he plays, the better he's going to become, isn't he? You know, um, the more in tune to yeah. the game he's going to become. So um, it's good that he's getting some minutes under his belt and hopefully, hopefully, um, Come Saturday, he'll be getting some minutes under his belt in a red and white shirt. Looks like that delay's come back, Matt. Uh, they are both, well, Northern Ireland are currently playing as we. So again. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because otherwise this podcast's going to last about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are both playing as we speak. So as, as, as we're recording, Northern Ireland are playing Washington. Again, Washington started. Again, Fergus started on the bench. Um, if anything comes of it, we'll see what happens. Um, Kim Hayward's pointing out, yeah, that Lee Peltier did an interview, has done an interview with the Second Tier podcast. I've listened to a bit of it. Um, I just, unfortunately, like him even more, Lee Peltier, which is going to be disappointed if he ends up leaving at the end of the season. It just seems more and more likeable. Um, but we'll get that proper listen throughout the week, probably. Because um, he does seem like a, a, a top bloke, to be fair. Pelt. Yeah, well, we we, we yeah. kind of thought that might yeah. be the case, didn't we? Um, you know, but yeah. uh, I mean, read some of the comments on the on the on the uh, in the replies to the, the the bits that they've put out on Twitter. It's um, it, it's it's not <laughs> they've not let it go down in South Wales, have they? They have not let it go at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, they haven't. They don't, they don't seem to know how to let things go, do they? No, no. Um, yeah, like Palmer says, he got some stick from Cardiff fans, which made it great. I mean, I think he's almost a legend down there. So, <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Get over it, Cardiff fans. Paul, so. No, don't. Um, we'll Chio, the another... <laughs> okay, carry on until we beat you, and then you yeah. can stop. Um, Chio, Mick. Chio, again, did... <laughs> It, what were it, 90 seconds? It came on as substituting. So, again, yeah. something like the 65th minute, scored in the 67th minute. Um, he doesn't score those type of goals for us, which is annoying, but I'm dead sure for him for four goals, I think, finally, not many appearances. He's smashing it when he goes to international level. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and to be fair, the, the, goal he, the goal he got was a proper poacher's goal, wasn't it? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, showed his pace and just, just nipped it in front of the defender. Horrendous defending, let's be fair. However, you've still got to finish it. You've still got to be in the right position and hit the back of the net. And that's what he did. Uh, he clearly loves playing for his country. And that's that's great to see. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, I know he's had his, his detractors for us this season and he has had some bad performances, there's no doubt. And like he alluded to in that interview, his head was turned probably during that January transfer window. But he's, he's, he's starting to come back and, and look like he's enjoying his football again. Mm. Uh, and, and that can only be a good thing for other United. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we mentioned, I think he is massively um, a confidence player. So scoring for your country is only going to improve that confidence when he comes back. So again, we're sort of winning from that. May make him less likely to sign a new contract. Um, if some may add a you know suitor or two um, elsewhere, but you know if he signs it, a bit of bonus anyway. I'm not obviously too much into that. Um, he does play on Monday, I think. Monday night, I think. Let me check that. Uh, yeah, Re- Monday night, Republic of Ireland host France. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They, they barely scraped past Latvia in a friendly, so I don't hold out much hope um, for them against France. I think they all battered Holland, I think, didn't they, on uh, yeah. Friday? So it could be a long night for the Irish on Monday, but we'll watch and hopefully Chio, you know, he played against Ronaldo, didn't he, and, and players like that. So, so hopefully he can go and, you know, play against some other world-class players and give him a damn, good damn headache. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, the only one that will play is Bailey Wright. Bailey Wright, uh, Australia scheduled to play Tuesday, our time Tuesday morning. I think it's half eight or nine o'clock kickoff, something like that, or, or the, the Friday game was. Uh, so we'll watch out. But he didn't play in the Friday game. May, may well play in this one. And Yelda also, I think he's got his second or third cap for the Nor- for Norway, sorry, um, under 21s, which again is good because he's going to play minutes because I think it's important for him. Um, any other international players I've missed, Mick? I think we just covered them all there. Yeah, I think we've covered them all. The, the Bailey Wright one's a bit of a worry for us, given that uh, he's not playing until Tuesday morning and then mm. uh, he what is it, a 30 hour flight or whatever it is back from Australia, he's, whether he's going to be in any fit state to play on Saturday. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's arguable and mm. uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, no idea. We could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he's the last. He will be the last player to sort of represent his country um, when he's got the furthest to travel, which is really, really not ideal, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Um, I see on Chio. Just hope we can tie Chio down. He seems to be happy here and thinks he stated that recently. Speculation definitely didn't help him, but after a few, after the last few games, it looked like looks like he is back. Yeah, he does does seem that way. Yeah, um, and I said we'll keep an eye out for all the. Uh, all of the players that are scheduled to play on mainly Monday, some on Tuesday. Um, right, let's delve into the fan engagement. So, Shelley, I see what was the thing about us being rated 90th, actually 91st out of 92 for fan engagement. Um, so, this is something done by, let me get them up because so this is something that people may want to look at themselves if they weren't aware of it. This is think fan engagement. Now, basically, what they do every season, they they go but go on and see how each club has interacted with their fans, uh, interacted, kept informed, that type of thing. Um, and Rotherham United finished 91st out of 92. Only Hartlepool finished below us. It is worth remembering that this is for last season, so the first season post-COVID. Um, this is what it's for. We've got, we score, it, it's a fairly complicated list of um, point system, but basically, for example, a fans forum that would score you quite highly because you're interacting with fans. There's, there's for example, you if you've got a, a supporters liaison on social media, a, a specific channel for supporters to go down again, that scores you a healthy amount of points to put you up in the list. You know, fans on the board again scores you very highly. Just anything between the fan fans and the clubs scores you highly. In the past, we've scored okay. Actually, I think I would think the highest we were was was thirty fifth out of the ninety two. That was twenty eight nineteen, I think. So it isn't. Oh, we've Rotherham have always been rubbish. It's it's strange, Mick, because I don't feel like anything's changed. Because yeah, we haven't had a fans forum until this season, but we were post COVID. I mean, last season, we, if you imagine trying to organise a you know. A, an event last December when there was rumours of going back into lockdown last season. So I do feel a bit sorry for the club for for that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I might, I might be just roasting into glasses here. What, what are your thoughts on it? Um, well, first of all, I've not I've not read in any depth how this um, company organisation, whatever they are, um, formulate their figures. That's that was the first thing. So. I'm not a big fan of these sorts of things. Um, and, and it's not because we're 91st out of 92. We could be first out of 92 and I'm still not a big fan of it. 
um, because realistically, from a fan's perspective, the actual table itself, um, all it does is, from from fans' perspective, the the ones in the top top ten or whatever can go oh, look out, look how good, look how good our club is, and everybody else from halfway down gives them something else to moan about about their club. Mm. Um, when the reality is that for probably ninety five percent of those clubs, the people that are employed by the clubs to do this job are doing the very best. They're doing the best that they've got the tool to, the, with the tools that they've got. Um, and some are more successful than others. Mm. Um, so I, I just find it, I, I find it a bit divisive. I think mm. is 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 the is the word I'm looking for, and unnecessary. Um, I mean, fan engagement. What does that mean? You know, all right, we've held the fans forum. Any club that holds a fans forum, it, it's it's just the same as talking to the press because you're only ever going to get the same answers that the local newspaper journalist is going to get to the same questions. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an almost, it's almost a paper exercise. It's, a, it's, it's just pointless, you know? You're never going to get anything new, anything substantial, anything significant out of these. It's just, it's just a, a box-ticking exercise. So I, th- I think that's, that's a waste of time. You know, you, you allude back to the fact that this was last season, 2021. You know, how many points do we get for allowing the BBC to come in and get a full warts and all behind the scenes look at the way that the club is running, the way that the team's running, the way that the manager's performing. Well, I mean, I, I, what better fan engagement do you want than that? Mm. You're literally in the changing room with the manager. Mm. I mean, what, what, so, so listen, I, I'm not going to call our club out at all on this. I think they do very, very well. You know, we've all commented. And I know some people won't agree with me, and uh, but it's it's down to opinion ultimately. But we look at the way that the the, the preseason went, um, and and the social media mm. uh, output of the club during that um, that that tour of, of the, in, during the closed season were absolutely outstanding. It was excellent. Some really great content came out of that. Um, so I think they are doing the best. The people that are there with the tools that they've got. And with the, with the staff that they've got, um, you know, we, we haven't got a full team of twenty people dedicated to PR. Mm. We haven't got that, um, and we're never going to have that. I, I don't know. It just it just it all feels a little bit pointless to me. And I'm sure the people who've created this have done a really good job and they've worked really hard. I'm not trying to be critical of them in any way. I'm genuinely not. But I just feel that. Despite having said that, I think it's a bit pointless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you mean. Um, John Brell says even the Blues got seventy fifth, got seventy fifth, and most of our fans can't sit in the stadium, and it's falling down. Um, Sam Darby says it costs money, but in these type of things, cost money. It costs money. We haven't got. Let's focus on the pitch. Yeah. The best PR you're going to get is by doing well on the pitch. You know, mm-hmm. I accept that there's there's more could be done with you through YouTube and through social yeah. media and everything else. However, th- there's a finite number of people available to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and and there are more important things. Yeah, one of the other message things we're doing a lot more, especially for the disabled fans. Yeah, they've opened a new mm-hmm. area for disabled fans. I think our, our club rates one of the highest in Yorkshire for facilities for disabled supporters. I think it's actually one of the only ones that's recognised by UEFA as having a high standard, in, again, in Yorkshire. For, I believe so, yeah. For this access stuff. But again, I don't think it necessarily counts into fan engagement, uh, as far as I'm aware. The, the guys who have done it, they did reply to us because we, we sort of tagged them in it, and we, we may at some point be able to you know, sort of speak to them and get them to ex- talk us through it. I think, yeah, Scott Grundy, Sheriff New York Talk as the official podcast. That's what we're trying to get in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm <laughs> well, there's an issue with that, though, Scott. And it's him. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, it, I think to put, let's play devil's advocate sort of thing, I think the club could do more. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm personally happy with what they do. I think it's good to have a fans forum occasionally. If Tony Stewart doesn't turn up, it is then a bit bit more pointless because you, you've not got the, the face, essentially the face of the club there. But that was just one of those things at the time. 
you know, there, there were obvious reasons for for him not being able to attend. But I'm sure the club could, club could do it. But could be doing more. You know, could we be seeing more? We see Tony shoot once every so often. Maybe we won't, maybe we need to hear from Paul Douglas a little bit more and just on how the maybe on how the club works. But at the same time, that's taking them away from their actual job, isn't it? If they couldn't spend an hour hour talking to us, that's an hour they could be spent spending doing something else and actually improving a club rather than maybe telling us about it. But then other clubs are more open on ice. I, I feel like our club could be more open on ice compared to other clubs, but we're doing, still doing quite well. You know what I mean? We've, we've just been praised by everybody who's got the financial knowledge that we are very, very well, very, very well run club. And then a day later, we're getting. Not criticised. They're obviously not criticising for us, but we're getting very, very badly ranked for fan engagement. It's uh, good news, bad news. It's just strange. I, I, I don't know how to, to word it really. It's one of those things, isn't it? That you know, if you're doing well as a club, then somebody somewhere will find some way of pulling carpet from underneath you. That's yeah. just the way modern media works, isn't it? You know, we build people, we build them up as being the next best thing. And as soon as they become the next best thing, we just pull pull rug out from under the under the feet and and start kicking them while they're down because because that's how how the media work. Um, I'm not suggesting that that's what this is, but it's, mm. it's it kind of fits into that culture that we've got um, at the moment, and it's just it's 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 obscene to be honest with you. Um, it, we may be 91st in that particular ranking, but none of us know what the criteria are, how the criteria is scored, whether it's fair, whether it's reasonable, whether it includes everything, everything that's done within the club, because they haven't been around all 92 clubs and looked at the work that's, been, that's going on. You know, it can only no, it, be... It's day-to-day collected. It's not necessarily... The club yeah. don't submit data to it. Precisely. So it's data that's, that's been collected from, from open source data, you know, yeah. that's available to everybody. So if it's, all, if it's available to everybody, it's out there on the internet. If it's out there on the internet, it's probably not true mm. most of the time, you know, yeah. um, or sanitised or somebody else's opinion. Mm. Um, so therefore, how much weight does it hold? Mm. That, that's 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 my question. I don't know, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Like I said right at the beginning of this, if we were seventh, I'd still be saying the same thing. Yeah, I, I have no issue with where we are in the table because the table's not important to me. Um, mm. What's important is that the club do engage with fans as best that they possibly can, given the tools that they've got. Um, the club's as open as it's ever been. It's it's more open than it's ever ever been in my experience. Mm. Um, but yes, do we want more? Well, I don't know as we do. What we want is more on the pitch, don't we? Yeah. You know? Um, so well, whatever. Yeah, and and we can, well, so we can only speak. We 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 briefly deal with the media team to get sort of players on the on this podcast. There's not many other football other football clubs that will send their players onto an independent podcast, which again I think is really is really good from the football club. I know there's a, there was a local club that asked. Basically, started charging their, pod, their their independent podcast to have the players, the players from the football club on. There's, there's none of that from 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 Rotherham United. Every time we've asked, it, sometimes the answer is going to be no. But where wherever they have been possible, they've accommodated us to try and get people to obviously obviously to get fans' questions into the players, hmm. um, which we're grateful. And you know, I, th- I think that when the, whenever the players come on, they represent the club really really well as well. Um, yeah. I don't know. It is difficult. Every club can do better. Every single club can do better. Even whoever's first, they can do better. But it's one of those things. It's like like the football on the pitch. You're achieving for this mythical, perfect thing. It doesn't really exist, does it? Because if you get what you think is perfect, there'll be a bit more that somebody else wants. So it's... The problem with these things is that once you you start allowing these things to become accepted and, and, and a thing, if you like... What people, what clubs, and what businesses or people or whatever, whatever walk of life these charts happen to be in, mm. will start to look at what the criteria are and start to work towards the criteria, not mm. working towards doing what your job is, which is fan engagement or or PR for the club or, or whatever. You look to start to fill the cat- hit the categories so you can get higher up the chart. What's the point? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it just takes away from the actual job at hand. Mm. So. I know a lot of people are disappointed or not happy with the way that the club is run. 
I'm sorry, but in my view, just look around you. Just look around you, even in this division, let alone the other divisions. This club is well run. Um, and it's very, very, in my view, at the moment, very, very unfair to single out anybody from the club mm. where you're not doing a good job because you don't know. You know, I yeah. know Paul Douglas comes in for a lot of stick. Nobody has a clue what Paul Douglas does for this club. Nobody. You know, that he's been at this club through literally through thick and thin. He's a Rotherham United supporter and he's committed his his working life for the last twenty odd years to this club through thick and thin. Um and and it, if you're saying he just sits there in his office and twiddles his thumb, you know, on on the back of his title, then 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 you're mad. You know, he's got this he's got this club running through his blood like the rest of us have. Um and, 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 and the other people that work there as well. So it's very, very easy to be critical. Very easy. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we're not having to do it day to day, are we? No. No, that's true. Uh, Jamie says he's noticed on the on the uh, doing proper YouTube thumbnails on the YouTube hats. Yeah, I've noticed that. A lot more contents. Um, well, they're putting effort into content, which you've got to have the right staff in to do that. You've got to have the right people to do that. And they're clearly moving in the right direction. That's all, you, that's all we can ask is we're always moving in the right direction. Mm. And I think I really think they are. John Morell says, let's be honest, no one cares about engagement if you're winning on the pitch. Correct. Um, and Poundwell UK says, being honest, I'd rather have a, cl- a club focus on better catering, a better exit strategy than talking about repeated lines. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, what, what, what's, what's better is you know, try, try and sort out genuine issues such as that or Tony Stewart going on the radio once a week to just look at the same thing because nothing new is really happening. Uh, as, you know, that's obviously a strong example, but yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the catering side of it certainly in, in, on the uh, on the on the concourses is absolutely appalling. Mm. It really is appalling. You know, they employ people behind the counter who've got little or no experience, who are, who are literally like rabbits in the headlights. You know, they're just they're literally thrown in with no training. Apparently, it would appear no training, um, and 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 it's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable to them and it's not acceptable to supporters, but it's been outsourced, hasn't it? You know, uh, it's been outsourced and the company that it's been outsourced to, uh, it would appear, certainly from my in my experience and, and over, a, over a consistent period of time, that they're completely out of the depth. Um, mm. They're doing it on the cheap. The, the food is appalling. Um, the service is not great because the people who are there employing on probably less than minimum wage I would imagine, um, but have no training and don't really know what, they, what to do. And so it gets busy at half time and nobody can get anything. And, mm. and when they do get it, it's just, it's, it's God awful snap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ian Bradley says, if you want a football club with better fan engagement and far better social media, look at Donny. Yeah. But they're run very, very badly. You know, from, from, a, from an ownership point of view, they are in a bit of a disastrous state. Um, it's not. It's, it shouldn't be one or the other, and I don't think it is. To be fair, um, but I know which club I'd be, I'd rather be supporting at the moment. Let's on this sort of topic, mate. Let's give my let's give, let me let me give you a magic wand, and you can sort of say, right, I want from a from a fan engagement point of view, you could wave your magic wand, and this one thing would be happens whether it's a fan for one monthly. An age more, more, more fans on the on the board, or or more saying in, in the how the club is working. Is there anything that you think, right? Yeah, this this would be amazing if it was possible. Or again, it's it's quite a broad sort of fan engagement's really broad, isn't it? It's not sort of one specific thing. Yeah, it is. It is, and 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 off the top of my head, I'm sure somebody else put something in comments because I can't think of anything. Particularly, um, you know, they, they, it's all about the game, isn't it? It's all about the match. Yeah. So the the, the broadcast of the match, be, be it commentary or otherwise, is dictated by the EFL. So it's all licensed by them. So the club can't impact that. Maybe some pre-match build-up. Uh, you know, now we've got the facility to the people with the phones and everything else. You know, everybody walks to the ground or drives to the ground or or whatever, listen to Radio Dida 
maybe we could have a, a radio Rotherham United on the run up to the game on the build up, you know, a little bit of a sort of a um, so people can listen to it on the phones. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Fans forums, like I said, I, I, I've got, I take a particularly dim view of them because I don't see the point of them, quite honestly. You're never ever going to get anything more than you can read in an advertiser or, or, or here. You're not going to get a bombshell, are you? No, you're not. You're just not going to get it. So, you know, all it does is give the opportunity to to fans to shout at the owner if they're not happy, you know. Um, I don't don't see what that brings, frankly. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with, the, with what the club are doing. I, I don't mm. see it as a massive, massive priority. Um, but if, if it was anything at all, it'd have to be the facilities for supporters. Yeah. Um, so, so your food and your your your, your, your food stores and everything else. We've, we've got we've got pucker pies. We've got um, Eric Twig Foods on board. You know, surely there's something that can be done without having to outsource it to a what is what is. Frankly, I'm sorry to say, a, a, a tin pot organizer, a company, because mm. it, it, there's a service that they provide to supporters is is shocking. Yeah. Is shocking. So that that's what that's what I'd wave my magic wand. Yeah. Um, a few people, John mentions on the food. Uh, Birmingham do like a, a lot of clubs do this now, like a street food mm. stalls outside each stand. Uh, yeah. As the as kit was was obviously was so bad as well. Yeah. Um, Jamie mentions this again. We would love to pay for sort of stadium tour. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I can't. But I do it Wednesday. I. I think the what the club could do is maybe use utilize the facilities more. You know, you look at Doncaster and they do they do concerts. And I know this is this isn't fan engagement, obviously, but I feel like the facilities we've got could be utilized in other ways to make a bigger profit for the club. I'm sure they've looked at that. Um, but yeah, that's just that is something. Um, Scott Grundy, I'd like to see more player interviews on the websites in the build up to the games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Power the UK, so like a bit of clarity during a game on what's going on, like a goal that's not being given for no reason. Yeah, so if only there was this system that they could bring in to check if a decision was right or not, um, that'd be quite, quite yeah. good, wouldn't it? Interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea, that man. You, yeah. you ought to try and sell that idea to Premier League, might get a go. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they've got all that's as good at minutes, so we'll, we'll get no. it up. Get a mention. Um, <laughs> Neil Liversidge, bring back pork pies. Simple, but there you go. That's what he wants. Um, Josh Inslee says there's going to be a bar at the ground, which is better. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're making the effort. You know, you look at the community sports stuff they do, you know, the, 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 the kids can go and have a, have a kick at a, a shootout thing. I can't think of the right words. I mean, words are failing me tonight somehow. Um, but that, that type of thing, I really like that type of thing. Again, we've got mentioned this before, we're a little girl and she loves to just go, if it's there, we'll go take, kick a ball off, and then you walk into the ground and it's a bit better. So, yeah, improve the pitch. Um, but, well, I mean, uh, what about the work that Jamie Noble does with the community sports trust? Does exactly. that involve, is that included in the fans' uh, fan engagement? Because Jamie does a, a fantastic yeah. job with that. They constantly get commended for the for their work they do in the community, but then yeah. again, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's strange. Yeah. Um, and John Brecking with his mem Miller's Memory Club and, yeah. and and all those sorts of things mm. that that are, that are that are happening don't seem to. Well, maybe other clubs are doing it better than than we are. I don't know. I don't know. There's plenty of fan engagement at this club. Well, you look at what they've done this season. You mentioned the Miller's Memory Club. I can't remember what it was, but they allow for when for people to come in to use the club's heating. I, I, they, they had a name for it, yeah. didn't they? I can't remember what that was. Yeah, but yeah. again, this that, that's not not every club's doing that. I, I, I thought that was really, really good. Like so the way that the community sports just do is brilliant. It's really, really good. They seem to have a really good, really good team there. Um, I feel like we're blowing smoke up the club a little bit. Here. Do you want to, do you want to criticize? Yeah, it's a little bit like that, don't it? Well, well, um, to be fair, I've been pretty heavily, heavily critical of their. Uh, their ability to develop to um, to deliver any sort of edible food at lunch at uh, half time. Mm. True, 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 true. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Jamie says he wants New York talk at halftime. Yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is it sam.todd at rotherunited.com? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Powermed says hot, hot sandwiches, pork, beef, turkey would be great. Yeah, these little things, outsourcing it. But to proper catering companies is is a is an interesting idea, which I think will be mm. good. Um, <laughs> uh, Josh Inslee says he wants he wants padded seats, uh, <laughs> like all the seats except the other ones to be padded, uh, like 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 Ian Bradley says we're not MK Dons. Yeah, I'm going to say Josh, you should stand to stadium MK, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, Mark the Miller says stadium seats could do it with the clean way. Was the, the seats were a bit a bit dirty? Um, yeah. These, the, yeah, I agree. But, but what I would say to all these, I do agree with basically all of them, to be honest with you. But they're only minor things, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? F- food is maybe less minor because that's that's something you 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 have to pay quite a lot of money for. Um, but the other stuff, it's sort of minor things, which shows I think the club's in probably a pretty good place. It obviously can improve. Every everything yeah. can. Um, I, I, I... I think it is in a very, I think it is in a good place. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, mm. and, but the, the the thing that we've identified there, and I think a lot of people within the comments agree with it as well. It's just the the, the catering is just it's woeful, woeful, and mm. it needs that. That's the thing that that really needs to be addressed. Other than that, get us three points on Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah. Josh Inglis, he went to he went to Man City in Liverpool. They had a band on the screen that was filmed outside, and also the interviews. With fans, I thought when we when we played Man City a couple of few years ago, I thought their sort of pre-match stuff for, for their big stream was brilliant. It was mm. so so good. But you've got to bear in mind the money that they put into that. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I, I imagine their media team is as big as our playing staff in terms of numbers. They've um, got so the whole weight of Saudi Arabia behind them, and they all know that's Newcastle, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Anyway, oh, um, Danny's with us. Danny, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How's everybody doing? <laughs> we started we started the episode with bad internet from myself. We're now going part with the episode with bad Wi-Fi from you. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not playing enough, well, is it? I'll go through some comments while, we, while it hopefully resolves itself. Sarah Ogden says when she lived in Prague, went to Sparta Prague, and they were rotisserie chicken and bread. Uh, that should be quick to serve, yeah. Plenty of stuff. Plenty, plenty, plenty of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, John Morrell's got a point as well. Like, another, another thing that could work is to put some proper drainage on pitch. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, I, I mean, or, or a bigger sweeping brush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um says, Danny sounds like he's drunk. He probably is. He's been to the Ronnie Moore and John Brecken um, fan quest check. I can't believe they called it now. Fan question thing. Um, I, 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 I might be a little bit drunk. What business is it, is it of yours? <laughs> um, Dan, we're talk- Danny, we're talking about the fan engagement thing. Again, magic one time. If you had sort of one thing that you want the club to improve on from a fan engagement thing, from a media content kind of thing, is there anything that you would think, yeah, that would be really good or or, or not? Ooh, um if I had to pick a, um, a media point of view, I would actually have to say TikTok, if I'm being honest, because there's quite a lot of fan engagement from certain clubs on TikTok, where yeah, yeah. some of them are quite funny, other ones don't make a lick of sense to me, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'd say that that way on, but um, I, would, I would actually say more talks with the chairman, if I'm being honest, from a, a fan perspective, just to find out you know where, where the club is and what direction we're going in. I mean, look at where Wigan are. They haven't got the mm. faintest clue other than an open letter from their chairman. But with us, I mean, we're already okay with um, where the chairman wants to take us. But you know, maybe like a, a monthly or a bi-monthly 
talk with the chairman just to see where the club is. That might be okay and might put us above the parapet with other clubs where they have no um, connection to the chairman whatsoever. So, yeah. And also, and also like, uh, more interviews on YouTube and stuff. I'm going to try and use my camera and hope it's okay with the internet. Um but yeah, maybe more interviews on YouTube through players or the manager or the chairman or etc. etc. Just something like that, but also more comedic fan engagement stuff on TikTok. Mm. I, I, I personally would like to see that. I don't know what everybody else is like because you know, I, I, I don't think there's a lot of people who use TikTok. I mean, there's certainly a rather United following on TikTok, but there's no. Club account, like Jamie says in the comments, there's a, a TikTok account by the guy who drives the coaches mm. for um for Wilfried de Bi for from United. So I'd like to see a bit more of an official thing, maybe a match day TikTok sort of thing. Um, I mean, people who know TikTok will know what I'm on what I'm on about with like the the weird dancing cat and the music where you check in certain <laughs> venues. That that would be funny, but it gets people viewing the club and gets you out there. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd like to see. So, if you're watching, I'm more than happy to run the TikTok for the club. Just drop a message. <laughs> I think um, the, issue with, the issue with that, Danny, is that, and, and and it's a great idea, but a, a good, a good proportion above fifty percent of our supporters are older than seven years old. So, me, me, I only joined TikTok at twenty three. So. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit late to party, but I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, John Rell says, as some as someone who is in IT, you certainly want to stay away from TikTok. I think some security. Yeah, but that, John would say that, wouldn't he? Because he's Birmingham have had, had their fingers burnt with Chinese already. We don't want it. He obviously no. That's it's Hong Kong. Well, it's close enough. China, I think, China, I think, I think China, yeah. China, Let's not get into the polit- all, political all, issues. All I'm saying China. we could do with a following from China. And I'll leave it there. Yeah, let's move on before we defend somebody. <laughs> we'll agree to um, that one. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a few ones. Carl Scott says on TV channel. I know a few clubs do do that sort of thing. I know Charlton again. This is this is not doable. But Charlton do a. a I think Scott Minter hosts like a pre-match for the home games, um, which is really really good. Again, I don't think that's necessarily doable for the club because of the because of the budget constraints. But again, we, t- we were talking magic. Yeah. What could go wrong? Um, yeah. Not a thing. All, 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 all I say is just be careful what you wish for. Um, this 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 football club is by no means perfect, but we're safe in terms of a future. We've got a secure future for a football club, which is uh, more than can be said for some, isn't it? Um, right. Moving on, let's talk about the positive news that came out from Paul Davis over the weekend about Mr. Certain Mr. Rathbone. Um, he is set to start training with full training with the squad on Monday or Tuesday, Danny. That is better news than anything, really, because we have been missing a Ollie Rathbone type character and also his, his technical skill sets as well. That would be, if he's available even just from the bench for Hull, that would be huge. I knew he'd come to me halfway through a chicken nugget. As well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Oli coming back is is such a big thing, you know. Like I've said before, he's like a little um, traction engine in midfield, and uh, even if he starts on the bench, he offers something completely different to what we've got in midfield at the minute. Um, he offers a lot more bite and control on the ball, but also pressing when we're off the ball as well. So it'll be such a big asset when we get Ollie back, um, even if he's just off the bench, like you say. And I think um, that's probably why God is a miller, because he saw that Ollie Rathburn, um was so important to us who wants to play against Cardiff. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, serious now, Ollie being back in training is such a huge running asset for us during the end of the season. So I'm happy to see him back, even if he's just off the bench in a certain game or starting and playing maybe, what, 60 minutes? So it'll be such a massive asset that I'm really looking forward to him being back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I will mention it. Keener should be Keener should be fit as well. Um, so you then gone from having a threadbare midfield with Fosso having to almost make, be a makeshift central midfielder 
to having an option, not just having a, a, a player we've got we've got an option of, right? You know, let's start Keener because we don't want to hurt you know push Rathbone too hard and just give him half an hour, twenty minutes. It, 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 those type of options are what we've been missing. To be fair, yeah, without a doubt. And Ben Wiles is uh, is coming, getting close to being fit as well. You know, it, we could have a bit of an embarrassment to Richards in that midfield, which is going to be crucial to us um, as we as we as we get to this running because it's a tough old running for us. Um, so we need to be picking up some points. Uh, so yeah, it's great news. It's really, really good news because that's where the issues have been. Well, mm. with the exception of. Of, of like we've, uh, of, of what we've talked about in terms of the lack of intensity and everything else, a lot of that stems from a lack of anything in midfield, any bite in midfield, so or biting creativity, mm. which Ben Wiles brings us, which Ollie Rathbone brings us, which hopefully Keener will bring us as well. You know, <laughs> so, so fingers crossed. Um, that is good news, and and hopefully there's no setbacks. Yeah, yeah. So. Um... Fanwood says, God saw Ollie Rathbone not in the starting 11 and wept. And that's what caused the uh, issues at Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that very good. Um, Josh Hinsop says, no information yet on when the inf- when the uh, what will happen with the Cardiff postponement yet. No, uh, EFL are not known for their um, efficiency. They're known for many things, efficiency not being one of them. All the rumours are that it will be probably the 25th of April. Um it may not be, you know, it may it may be sooner. I don't think it can be sooner now because the next available window is next week between the car between Hull and the Easter weekend. Um so it's either the twenty fifth or the week after, which would lead into the final weekend of the season. I don't think either club would want to to, to play on a Tuesday night before an Easter weekend. No. Uh, I, I don't think either club would want that. Uh, Cardiff, particularly with a four-hour journey here and a four-hour journey back on a Tuesday night, you know they're going to be going back Wednesday morning. They're going to lose Wednesday training. They're playing again Friday. It's just not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't suit them, and it wouldn't suit us. So I can't see that being uh, being an option there. And, uh, mm. and, and and that's good news. Good news for both clubs. Yeah, it is. No, I'm, I'm Cardiff are away on Good Friday as well at Blackpool. Yeah, well, they could stay up here. They could uh, stay up here. The problem yeah. with that is that I'm running out of rain songs to tweet, so I'm going to have to. Uh... Yeah. Uh, there's always the possibility it could be the, the, the final week of the season because uh, Sheffield United play Huddersfield in that week, mm. um, which could be huge for both teams uh, at that stage of the season. Hopefully, this, it's done and dusted at our end of the table. We, we obviously don't know. Um, yeah, should, should I'm, we a, I'm a big fan of Jamie's suggestion. For the for the Cardiff game, yeah, uh, and and, uh, and, uh, rubber rings and uh, lifeguard t-shirts, etc. Yeah, Matt, you could put your bear watch bathing suit on. (laughs) (laughs) Good, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not warmed up by them though. To be fair, will it? (laughs) Well, um, yeah. Um, Danny, talk to us about today. You've spoken to two legends today, Ronnie and Brex. Um, how was I imagine there were some great stories from those two as as there would be absolutely um, it was hosted by Les Payne tonight who did an excellent job of um, mitigating the conversation uh, there were a few questions asked from both myself and a few members of the audience um, but some of the stories that Ronnie and John Brecken were telling, good grief, they were absolutely hilarious. <clears throat> um, I'm sure a few people have heard the, um, the Elton John story when they were down in Watford that I won't repeat. Um, for Miss Branston, mentioned um, amongst a, a smattering of other stories as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just a um, a, lo- a lovely evening. You know, we're nice and chilled out. Had a nice chat with them. Um, Ronnie Moore's now got my phone number, which is my claim to fame. Um, and <laughs> and <laughs> and then there are a few things bubbling away that are going to be happening in the summer as well. So yeah, it was just it was just a lovely chat and with mates and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely stellar evening. In my books, absolutely stellar. Mm. Yeah, and did you stop to watch the England game as well? 
We did, yeah. Um, Ron, Ronnie and Breck uh, nipped off to Cutler's um, just after the England game, I think it was. Um, we stayed to watch England. I mean, England won 2-0 against Ukraine, as we know. Osaka's goal was top top draw. Mm. Um, but we didn't really pay much attention to England game because we were just like, having conversation with Ronnie and Breck in private. Mm. Um, I've come away with a, um, a few signed pictures from... Essex Thor Miller, Grace Kelly. Mm. Um, so they're going to be raffle prizes that our race night and charity match, respectively. Um, yeah, just just a nice evening, if I'm being honest. Mm. I, mean, I, I, I won't spoil some of the stories, but some of them were absolute corkers. Good grief. The, the one story about um, people who were there will know what I'm on about, but there's, there's one story about the team being in like the communal bath at Millmore. And oh, the story is absolutely incredible. It was so funny. I'm in absolute stitches with it. Yeah, I don't even want to ask. No, I no, don't know. Why I don't, don't, no, I don't, don't know. know. I think that, uh, <laughs> it, no. It's not my story to tell, but it's absolutely no. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Tra- troops travel to the sources on the uh, Cardiff thing. Just hope we don't end up egging our faces and lose the match as we previously. Losing, I'll be honest with you. If we know if we're safe by then, I don't care. Let them have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, we're, if we're done, I think we should just put kids out. Um, <laughs> if it's done, we should we should let them walk in and score a goal from from yeah. kick off, and we'll take you a shot there. Yeah, we'll, we can try and clip. We can we can clear the moral high ground, even though it was irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, hats off to that. what? I'm all for that. Particularly <laughs> if it's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, hats off to the Rotherham Youth team. Um, we should give them a massive amount of praise. They have reached the cup final. Um, I haven't got on my on the name of the trophy, but I will find it. Uh, they beat Mansfield Town 2 1 at Sheffield Hallamshire. Uh, thing, I can't remember what it's called now. Sports ground, sports ground. There you go. Uh, the under 18s booked them in the national, the national final of the Youth Alliance Cup. I don't know what that means, uh, but it's a cup final. For, for a national cup final, so that's uh, I think it's the second time they've got like, in recent times. I think we lost to Wimbledon a few years ago. Uh, in this? in the final. I don't know where yet, and I don't I don't think that's been announced where that will be played. Um, but yeah, uh, if it's at home, hope if it's home to hopefully it's at New York. Mm. Um, that'd be really really good. Well, yeah, yeah. If the pitch holds up, it depends on that, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it depends when it rains. Yeah, get a bit of drizzle uh, off. Yeah. Yeah, a few Cardiff tears. We've played before we play Cardiff. It should be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I've covered, we've covered about everything, to be honest with you. I think we've done well to get 52 minutes out of our international episode with no real sparking performances. Anything else you want to mention? Or discussion about international football, for that matter. Mm. We didn't mention England. You can talk about England if you want, mate. Yeah. Once <laughs> <Well, laughs> twice. So what are these people in the group? They were uh, we, we, they, they they put in a complete the, the the complete Rotherham United performance against Italy, didn't they? Where they were excellent in first half and absolutely dogger in second, um, and then tonight obviously they just did a job. So um, yeah, it's still first half because Italy were brilliant. By the way, we were so good against Italy in that first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't want to um, I don't want to blow smoke up John's. Backside here, but Jude Bellingham, man, what a player that lad is! Yeah. What a footballer! Um, I think I've said this before. Um, take it, Mickey, out of Birmingham about retiring his shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do you know what I can see? Why now? Because you ain't ever, ever, ever getting anybody that's going to fill that shirt ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. is a player enough, and and. Mm. You know, if 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 England start a game in the foreseeable future and he's fit and does not start, then that that should be an instant sacking for the manager, no question. Yeah, a nineteen-year-old Nicholas Skill, a nineteen-year-old, yeah. uh, he's going to be one of the best in the world by twenty-six. The good, the good thing about Bellingham, Danny, and we'll quickly mention this is he seems like he's got a pro- proper head on his shoulders. You know, like Jack Grealish has got a bit of a wild side to him. Jude Bellingham seems like the most down to earth and sensible person in the entire team. 
and that that will stand them in in the perfect stead to, to go on to be potentially one of the best. Oh yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, you know, he's um, gone over to Bundesliga to further his game, and he's absolutely mm. tearing it up over there. Mm. Uh, one of the few England players recently that's gone to you know a, a continental league that's actually got into England squad. Yeah. Um, because we seem to have a weird focus on just the Premier League over recent <clears throat> recent years until Bellingham and when Trippi went to Atletico, he sort mm. of got in there as well. But yeah, with with um with Bellingham to say he's only nineteen, he's one heck of a player. I mean, he, he, if he'd not been selected for England, he could have been playing for the under nineteens at New York <laughs> on Saturday. That like. Al said that to me, and it's just like he must be such a good footballer and so above where the current under 19s are that he's in the senior squad mm. at the age that he is. And Definitely. for me, it's just a joy to watch. You know, mm. he's deserved his move to Dortmund, maybe not quite having his number retired at Birmingham. <laughs> that might be a little bit of a push, if I'm being honest. But yeah. He's one of them players where if you're good enough, you've you've cut it, you've gone continental, you've made England squads, just fair play to you. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like we, we played against his brother when we played Birmingham and you can tell mm. he's got footballing genes in family, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. But we, we bet we're Bellingham, top-tier player, and he deserves to go all the way with England. I think he's going to have an absolutely massive international career with England and just fair play to him. You know, that's all you can say. Just hold your hands up and go, you know what, lad, fair play to you. Yeah, big time. Um, a few people in the comments mentioned the Wednesday result today. Uh, I mean, look, we lost We lost to Forest Green. You know what I mean? That was a long time ago. Um, so I'm very wary of, you know, throwing, the, throwing bricks while sat in this glass house, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and also, well, you know, you, you take you take take yourself back twelve months, and we were in almost an identical position to what they were in, sailing off into the, into the sunset, which is the championship, mm-hmm. and then you start falling over your own shoelaces. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong; I'm almost certain Wednesday will still go up. I, I I still think they are a bit of a machine, and I think we will see them in the championship next season. But if we don't. It will be one of the funniest things that's happened in football ever. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's where it is in life, isn't it? Uh, uh, listen, they, 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 they obviously want to copy the elite, don't they? And they've, they've virtually done exactly what we did last season: gone on a twenty-odd game winning run, and then can't buy a win. You know, they, they obviously they feel it's. You know, they feel it's the way to go. Uh, it's the mm. way the big clubs do it. Yeah. <laughs> have either of you? Um, can I can I put the am, amnesty in for the for the one pound mentioning the former manager's name? Can we have five minutes where we where we don't have to put a pound in the pot? If you want, yeah. Well, the reason I mentioned it is because he did an interview with Dave Prutton on Friday, um, which was quite interesting. Has either of you to listen to it? Watched no, it. no. Interesting. Really, really interesting. He talks about obviously he's talked in the past about the emotional strain of get of, of, be, of being manager of Rotherham United and how much almost better it is at Derby. There's less pressure on him. If he, he essentially feels like there's less pressure at this big huge club than there was at little old Rotherham United. It was sort of saying when whenever he when he was Rotherham manager, whenever he won, he'd get like 100, 100 text messages on his phone from people saying well done. And when he lost, he might get 20 or 30 or something like that. And he still got to reply to them all. You know, he, t- he talked about me- bumping into Rotherham fans everywhere he went because of where he lived. And now he's in Derby, he can go home and he can just sort of switch off, which was quite interesting. Um, it almost, and this is, this is obviously not true and probably unfair, it almost feels like he took an easy option by getting out of Rotherham United. You know, because the strains and pressure he put on himself... <laughs> Easy way out, so maybe not the right phrase. Maybe he's reward for the, for the strain he's put himself under for six years. Um, can, can you blame him for that, really? No, no. I, know, I, I mean, the way I said it sounded like a dig, and I wasn't trying to no, dig him. No, I know you weren't. I, I know you weren't. Um, you know, this this club has been part of his life for God only knows how many years 20 years, 25 years. Mm. You know, it, it, means, it means a lot to him. It means it means a huge, a huge, huge amount to him, 
and, and so to be carrying that responsibility must have been a massively a huge weight on his shoulders. Um, whereas now he can go and do a job. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's 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 gonna be, it's got to be easier. Mm. I can't believe I'm saying it's got to be easier managing Derby County than managing Rotherham United. <laughs> but given the circumstances, give it put in in context. Mm. I can see how it would be, mm. you know, in the context of this. So, um, I, I will always, always have a special place for Paul for Paul Warren, always because of, because of what he's done for this football club, and I hope to see him back one day. Mm. I still find it difficult watching him. I'll be honest with you. It's it's like a breakup, really. Where it's yeah. still 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 strange seeing him. <laughs> it's just it's just it's still really odd. Um, so I'll listen to him and, and going from there. Um, John Morales, I'm sure his bank balance isn't moaning at him for making the switch. No, precisely that as Absolutely. well. Yeah, yeah he, also, he, he also said he feels more like a manager at Derby than at Rotherham because yeah. because it was his first job and when he when he got the job it was it was warning. Whereas now it's he's he's been he's, he's the he is the manager. You know he's been brought in by Birmingham. If you've got an hour, there are bits in it about Rotherham United. There are a lot about Derby County. So some people might be interested, some won't. Um, there is the comment that Reg says Warner's a traitor and left us in the crap. I get that. I don't agree with it. I I, I understand the, the strength of feeling though. I do I do get that, but that's certainly not where any of us are. I don't think. Yeah. Um, Danny, do you want to do what, what to say on it? Um, from <clears throat> my time at Roundwood and meeting Paul Warren on occasion. I mean, it. it genuinely a nice bloke and I think um, the fact that he wants to f- he wants to further his managerial career probably says that he didn't see that being with Rotherham mm. um, so he's found Derby bigger wage more of a ch- more of a challenge in terms of the club level um, but high also ceiling. yeah high ceiling but also a high ceiling with players and wages mm. and stuff as well um like like you say there's no real personal collect, uh, connection with him at derby like 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 I say he lives in tickkill so he's that little connection with Rotherham. he's been a Rotherham player for time after time but then come through and basically got the job of well you've done all right as caretaker let's take you on um but with derby it's just further in his career and I don't hold any personal resentment towards him. Like you can, you can have the banter and the you know always a bit, a bit of a treacherous so and so going to Derby and stuff. But if I was to meet him in the street again, I'd check him, I'd check his hand and just go, "How's it going at Derby?" Mm. You know, because it's nothing personal. I don't think. I think he's just furthered his career, and that's all it is for me. Yeah, I see a lot of fans take sort of take a bit of pleasure in the, in the run that Derby are on. As pr- as predictable as it was that this would happen, because this does happen with his t- his teams, I don't really take much pleasure from it. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, but there look, you go. let's let's be fair, and I know there's a few few people in the comments. One in particular won't agree with this. Derby County should be playing in League One. No. So you know that's and and you know they will have fans getting on his back um, because because it's 2023 and. You know, when you're 12, that's what you do, isn't it? When when you when you don't get your own way, so it, it's it's fine, it's fine. Um, it'll be fine. They'll be fine. I think if they make the playoffs, I wouldn't want to bet, bet against them. No, definitely not. Well, uh, we said this when you were here. If you so the you, ideal scenario, the ideal scenario here would be for Barnsley to win every single game, go up in yeah. second place, and uh, be a Derby Wednesday final in playoff. So, uh, so uh, Warnie can just get another one over on him. I mean, <laughs> that, that, be, that assuming, assuming that we stay up. Yeah, assuming that we stay up, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people forget, Stuart Humphrey says, people get one worked his way up from um, from this town days. There's non-league football playing at Wembley for non-league versus Tamworth, manager of an ex-finalist in the Norwich, Norwich in the 1960s, yeah. Well, let's round it up. I just thought it was worth mentioning. Like, if you've got an hour, go watch it, because... It is decent. It is good, to be fair. Um, but if you still find it difficult to watch him, then don't. Because it's yeah. not obviously not all about Rodham United, as it <laughs> shouldn't be, because he's not our manager. Um, anything else? Last call for anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. 
Cool. Wonderful news. Mm. There. So thank you all for being with us. We will be back on Thursday evening for a preview. And the, it gets serious now. It gets properly serious from, from next from Saturday onwards, Saturday onwards. Um, what is it? Eight or nine games we've got left now from between now and between then and the end of the season, which will make or break it. Uh we will preview that on Thursday evening with the game at Hull City. Um Friday morning, obviously, for the audio podcast. Please do subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. If you're watching YouTube and haven't subscribed, make sure you've subscribed. And please do give us a five-star rating. If you're wanting some hats, by the way, as I mentioned, the Kimbo hats that they provided for us. If you go into Kimbo Sports, I should have got that web page up, shouldn't I? Let me get it up. Um, it's gone from my screen. I apologise. Apologies, Kimbo. I will find it for next time. No, I've got it. Kimbo Sports. Uh, KimboSports.co.uk. You can purchase one of these hats. I think it's eleven ninety nine. I think it is. Um, so if you fancy one, go and buy one. We will be giving out. I've got three more to give away, I think. So we will give some more away uh, in the next week or two before the end of the season. If you want to, to get ahead of your pre next season's Sunday League, Saturday League, five-a-side kits, give them a shout as well because their prices are seem reasonable compared to other suppliers. So thank you very much. Um, Mick, thank you for being with us. No, you're very welcome. No, I'm not. I assure this has been a success. <laughs> well, you defend, I mean, it's a bit like that fans forum thing, isn't it? You know, you just dis- define what you mean, particularly by success. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, and Danny, thank you for being as well, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yep, absolutely. It'll be uh, interesting to see how a certain former manager gets on with his away record at Hillsborough with a different team. Looking forward to uh, that yeah. one. Last day of the season. I know. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Subscribe, like us, like the video, everything like that. And we'll see you next time, which will be on Thursday evening. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,